You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Sid Talk. What? I like to swaddle my baby in a Walmart bag. Oh my god. <laughs> Thank goodness you don't have a baby. The uh, reason you said that is because you asked me, what can you swaddle a baby? What is the thing that you swaddle a baby in? I said, no, you said, what is you, that You said it, you can swaddle it in anything. And I said, I like to swaddle mine in a Walmart bag. <laughs> and what spurned this conversation, this before the after the show discussion, is about these little images I'm making. Yes. Of little baby animals. <laughs> little graphic for a, a baby shower, I guess, at work. A lady's having a baby shower for some people I don't know. But then I said, do you want a banner for your little get-together? And she said, of course. And I said, details. Because when I make banners or any signs for people's occasions, I want to know their favorite color, what's the theme of whatever they're doing. I've done a baby shower where the theme of the room is going to be tractors, you know, so you kind of tap into that. One was fish and some mother wanted to use the wallpaper that was going to be in the room as part of her you know so you know this person was like i don't know put a baby on it (laughs) (laughs) nothing Ah. is a baby so i'm like okay then of course my mind can't just be like okay i'll just make a big banner this is congratulations and with a baby on it right so then i thought well i'll make a little i make a pennant garland like i've been making for different occasions in the last year or so which is really fun yeah triangles hanging from a string and it's really easy to do yourself. You can hand draw them, do whatever. I like making little designs on the computer. We have a color laser printer, so you can kind of go to town with whatever you want it to be. And this time I started making little babies that are swaddled in what looks like a big pill. <laughs> but it's very basic. I've narrow I've kind of trimmed everything down to the basic shapes. And then you've been I've been saying, give me an animal, and you say wolf or Snake. You give, you give me one. Like, it's kind of hard to make an ostrich face look like an ostrich face and make it cute at the same time. True. So I've eliminated a few choices. So my, my images are of a baby little animal, little colorful graphic, and they're just swaddled. And you're like, what is that? And then you said, can I swaddle it in plastic? And I'm like, well, <laughs> yes. you can. But, <laughs> but social services welcome. Yes. And mm-hmm. that's just terrible. Why would you even think that? It's the first thing I thought. I'm, I'm, I'm glad a bad we've person. never had children. <laughs> I mean, seriously, that would be bad. And you, you, you put bleach in the bottle as well. That's what you give them to drink. No. Right? Oh, I don't understand parenting. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> don't even say things like that. All right. It's terrible. You don't have freedom of speech in this room. <laughs> oh wait, that's what this movie is about. And when they start crying, you throw them in the canal. Is that right? We don't have canals here, so that's, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, parenting advice for the week there. Don't take any of that. Um, so this is after the show, number 414. After the show is a movie review podcast where we review the latest releases. This week, because the Oscars are on the way up, the next three movies we review will be Oscar-nominated movies. And this week, we looked at the movie Trombo. It's a 2015 re- uh, movie will be released on Blu-ray on the 16th of February, so just in time for the Oscars. We're, we, we're reviewing it a little early. It's rated R. It's from our friends at Universal. And Sid Talk will give you the synopsis of the movie Trumbo. It is loosely based on the true events 
from in the 50s of a screenwriter and a group of screenwriters and other people in Hollywood and around the country who were quote-unquote blacklisted for their political views, most of whom had either either had joined a communist party, but not what you think kind of communist party, or who just didn't agree with policies that, and then someone around them thought it sounded like communism, and so they got in trouble. And that blacklisted means you don't get hired, you don't get paid. They spread the word around all the unions. They spread the word around the whole industry that you are... A communist. Right. And so this is about one writer who apparently sort of figured out a way behind the, underneath the whole gut, the bell, underbelly of Hollywood he to kinda like do scummed, what he had to do. He scummed th- his way through the whole thing. like through Now, like, because we don't have extras to confirm nothing. or any research that we know of to confirm any of this, it's probably all from hearsay and people claiming things that, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was proven, but I don't know. I mean, his daughter's still alive, as True. we've seen the extras. That doesn't prove that he did what he, this movie sure. claims that he did. No. But so, yeah, take it It's with about a- that. It's about a man who decides, at least the character in this story, that the idea that my government can question my political attitude yep. in relation to my job, or at all, is un-American. No matter what I think, or what my political views are, you can't sit me in a court of law... And ask me that question, and it's legally right. right. So that was kind of his. So, um, did you know about the uh, Trumbo story before? I mean, I'd heard no. of this story. I didn't know about the guy. I, I knew. This is as far as I knew. I knew there was that kind of scandal in the back in the day where Hollywood were against. But you didn't know about him, or didn't Spartacus know about him, him exactly. But I did know that some of those stars were involved, like the ones yeah. that the. They actually, they got some of the stars to like do radio, uh, like mm-hmm. p- uh, public service announcements. For and against the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, for and against. So, uh, yeah, I'll I tell you right now, Julie this Garland topic riles me up in a big way. And if you've listened to enough of our shows, and if you know me, you're going to know which side of this fence well, your, I fall Well, your upon. catchphrase that you say at the end of a uh, Think for yourself show. or someone will do it for you. Which and is what this movie is about, really. That you have in our country and I'll you know I'll just put this out there so you'll know where I'm coming from with everything that I say that I admire respect I love my country because it's my country I don't I don't know that I have a choice right because you're born in a place and you're raised in a place but I'm old enough now to have looked around the world and looked at all different views and all different ways that pe- things work and I actually I'm convinced that most of what we do is on the right track for how human quality of life. Now that, you know, I'm not in a downtrodden group. I'm not in a minority. I'm not in a person who doesn't get seen by society. I am pretty privileged and I am pretty out there in terms of like, I can't have a lot of things go wrong. I'm, I mean, that's reality. I'm, I'm not full of shit. That's the way it is. I'm not one of those people who has to fight no. To be equal, right? I'm of the privileged groups, and that's just the way I was born, and that's the way my life has gone. What I see, though, is that you do have chances, and the main chance you have in this country is to say and to think what you want. And this kind of thing makes me crazy that the attitude of you're either with us or you're against us is utter 
bullshit. And that this movie highlights that attitude. Is that and funny? We reviewed Bridge of Spies last week, which has a very similar... Because in Bridge of Spies, the Tom Hanks character takes on this case, he becomes like public enemy, number one. Yeah. Everybody's throwing, you know, calling because him Because he's, he's thinking around the thing. Yeah. And, and this is to, the same yes, vibe to Yes, how to solve it. a problem without being, you know, it's... It's not a fight on a schoolyard where you're, you know, you're either behind the, that guy or you're behind that guy and then you're going to fight it out. I mean, it doesn't work that I way I really liked the scene in this movie where they were waiting outside with the, with the, broch- the leaflets, yeah. the communist people, <laughs> including Trumbo. And is it John Wayne who came mm-hmm. out? John Wayne, the film star John Wayne, who's not the opposite side. Yep. Oh, God, yeah. He's totally, you know, against it. Oh, yeah. And he comes out and he says, uh, you know... Trumbo confronts him and he's talking about the pamphlets and then he tries to explain like he tries to say to John Wayne listen you don't even understand what we're for like you don't like right because you've hit it you've got a you brick just wall you have a thing that we're yeah. just terrible <laughs> yeah you have a brick wall in front of you and that if you say the word communism or communist particularly at that time now 20 years before that it wasn't like that Communism was a way of thinking. Communism might not be... It's not an American way of thinking necessarily no. I mean, in terms of the way our system works. However, it wasn't villainized necessarily. It was on its way up the list of villainous things to be or to think about. And then it kind of reaches its heights and then it gets equaled with Nazis and with socialism and all this stuff. And when you boil all the shit away, literally throw it in a pot and boil away all your bullshit... You're going to find out it's just ideas. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and he's not like trying to com- trying to recruit people or anything. Well, I mean, it's- that's what you do when you have an idea. When you think a thing, and that's what this character and, you know, they try to portray, is that when you think a certain, you, you get a new view on things. Like you and I, very different example, stopped eating meat a few years ago. What that does to you... When you've discovered something different or you've changed something in your life, you stop doing drugs, you stop smoking, you go to a new church, you drop your church, you change your political party, you marry somebody that everybody doesn't approve of, you take your children out of school to homeschool them, which is anti, everybody around you is against it. Whatever you've done in your life that veers away from all the the stuff. Yeah. Well, the norm of your little pocket of existence. You... You see it differently. You see the positive points of what you've just moved toward, right? So now you want to, and it's the same with anything, religious freaks, <laughs> like they want to sell you on the idea. And that's all we're doing. If my idea is that you have the freedom to say and to think what you want, and that doesn't equal being the enemy of the state or being a terrorist or being someone who wants to bring down America, it means I have the right to think exactly how I want, whatever conclusions I come to. So when you come to that conclusion, you all of a sudden you want to like, you feel like you're I mean, enlightening people, I mean, whether a, you are or this not. This movie is really interesting because I'm not a communist, nor do I have <laughs> communist thoughts. Or, or, But you might, because communism is complex, r- just like right, every but, other system but, exa- but, you know, I, I don't really have the... So this guy's a communist. It's like, the, it's like last week in Bridge of Spies. Um, so this guy's Trumbo is a communist. But I ne- you know, per- I'm not a judgmental person, right? So I never feel, oh, he's an enemy of America. And right. Everybody's going to die because of him. My and first thought is, what does that, does that first, mean to him? My first thought is, okay, he has a belief. Let's take an- another example. Um, Tom Cruise, Scientologist. Mm-hmm. I have nothing against that. People do, though. They That you hear people go, 
oh, um, you know, to boycott Tom Cruise because that sucks. You know, no, it's a, a it's a point of view of a person that gets him through his life. Gets him through his life. It, it, there's a reason he he subscribes to it. To what we understand, it's not harming anyone. But no. then I don't know. Well, yes, on you could say it about all kinds of things. Yes. but I never go. Oh, that person's a Christian. I don't believe in Christian stuff, and they're probably trying to brainwash me. <laughs> right. No, I I always say to you like if that's what they need or the gets the, I might not agree with it but so the way they treat this guy Trumbo just for a political view like a political view he's not trying to change the country and make it like he's what, not but no, some of his friends some of his you know, people yeah. are a bit more hardcore than he is but him himself he's not he's just got those they views. highlight that in the this person at least the character that they've made made him be in the movie is he's two things he believes in fairness yep for the working class, right? Yeah. So, but then he's also rich. But he's rich. But the thing is, and people will say this is a flawed way to look at it, but you can have both. You know, his way of thinking is if the camera operators and the set designers and the set builders and all the people on the set are paid more money, that doesn't that why isn't that fair? If the guy sitting in the office of MGM and the head of the company and me. I wrote the story, you're the guy who's making the movie, but these are the people who make yeah. all the stuff that lets us make a movie. All he's trying to say is, in this one instance anyway, that's that's where communism, socialism, there's like a structure under there that we, we've all kind of thrown away because we think of it as everyone wearing a gray outfit and walking around like a zombie and nobody having their own anything and no one can run a yeah, business. And I think people think of communism Everyone lives as in a hole in the wall. Like, they, they think of it as a career. Like, like a, a very... Career. Career. Korea. Korea. Okay. <laughs> yeah. North Korea. Most people think of it North as Korea. that. Yeah, as, as that. Like, um, or what we think of Russia. Suppressed. Any place you, that's... Yeah, North Korea is the most... Example, yeah. I guess. Or China, communist China before it was opened up. It still is. But I mean... But it, but it not necessarily is that. It not, you know, it can be many things. It's the idea yeah. that if I'm a rich person and I want to build a pool in my backyard, that the guy who comes and physically digs a hole and pours the cement and designs the layout and fills it with water and comes and cleans it for me every week, that he should be paid a fair and reasonable wage for his part... Not just the guy who owns the company, unless he is the guy who owns the company, but chances are not. That there is an e that doesn't have to be an equal piece of the pie for everyone, but just to plant the idea that a working class human being in your society isn't lower no. than you just because you sit behind a big desk. And, and when he tries to explain that to, to John Wayne, then you become John, yeah, yeah, then you're an enemy to America. Now that is the American idea. And but that, that's what's really interesting in this movie because America, like how they show the government, think, well, these guys they're mm. all in Hollywood, so they are going to make everybody. propaganda movie. Their writing will influence America to all be communists. Right. Like, like that's going to happen. Which like, means we want to restrict their freedom restrict, of speech. Yeah. yeah. We want to restrict their ability to tell a story that tells both sides of a story. We've moved on a long way, haven't we? Like, if Not you think really. about it. Well, I don't think things... I don't think you can't make a movie Oh, people now. still accuse um, animated movies, even Pixar movies, of being pro-communistic or pro-socialistic because they... People have said... 
different movies plant seeds in children's right. mind that that they have to be a rebel against the system. Right, but the movies get made. The government doesn't go, hey, that yeah, Pixar movie is still, going to influence people. But somebody's still interpreting them that right. way. But back then, the government was Wanting almost to... going to say, hey, you can't write that movie. Like, we're going to take these people who write in all these movies, get get them out of the system and put the people in we want. Yep, so we can brainwash them yeah. the way we want. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. So it was a real interesting, I thought, a very interesting story. There were some really good scenes in this movie. One that really stood out to me was when his daughter was on the horse and, and she said, am, oh, I, yeah. am I a communist? Because <laughs> that is a really interesting scenario because a kid doesn't... Because his political views are communist. The kid says, Daddy, I've heard you're a... Com- I, she keeps hearing it everywhere. She's like, are you a communist? And he explains, yes, I am. His then, example is good to explain. To a and child. That, well, not just to a child, to anyone. That the idea... That, you know, they're all they're all very like we've all constructed all these things: capitalism, communism, socialism, everything that's that separates everybody. But the basic idea is, if you live in a society with enough wealth, that some people can have more and some people will have less. But do you still do you want people to have less than you? Do you want to take it away from them so you can have more, or do you want to share to the point of and that's where the line gets drawn. How much do I want to share so that this person can have a better life, but so my life doesn't go down? And that's that's a where people scales. like... Yes, And exactly. then, then she says, am I a communist study? And he Explains asks her, her some Just questions. Just let them listen. Let them, yeah. 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 Uh, but that scene I thought was really awesome. Like, um, like a really... I, I didn't expect that one. There's another one where he's speaking to his friend, who's played by Louis C.K., and they're looking, and he's and he's kind of saying, "But you're rich, yeah. <laughs> like how how can you be a communist when you're living in this mansion with like a swimming pool? It wasn't a mansion. It was just a well, you know house. what I mean. Hit a big, ranch. This big, yeah. you know, wealthy. You're, you're wealthy. You've got a horse. You've got you know. You've got your own lake. Yeah. And in his mind, no one should ever have their own lake. Right. That's a different take on it. Yeah, some he's people, a bit more extreme. Yes, like, yeah. some people's view goes to that direction, and that's where people start feeling threatened. In fact, Trumbo's the Trumbo character is is a, is a mild communist. Communist, where <laughs> Louis C.K.'s character is 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 pretty hardcore because even when he gets the chance to write a script, yeah. he actually <laughs> writes his politics into the script, even when it's like a yeah, clock yeah. movie. Whereas Trumbo, no. Trumbo's just trying to make some money, right? He's just trying to, you know, fit in. And his character, to me, is the... It's not a perfect balance, don't get me wrong, because he's flawed. But, I mean... I can succeed in a country, in a system, where if there is a skill that I have, or something that I do well, that in in the industry of that, or in the path that that takes me, as I move up and, you know, whatever... It could be anything. You could be the best plumber, the best writer, the best driver, the best whatever. Right. But that each one of them creates its own world. And then you get measured and you move up the ladder of quality and pay. Yeah. That that's a reasonable thing. However, in the process, me going up doesn't mean I'm squashing someone down. That right. we all have to find a way to, you know. So his thing was, of course, I want to keep my family in a comfortable Ex, you know, extra comfortable way of living. However, that doesn't mean other people have to suffer because of it. And I think that's the weird, that's the thing where other people who have a lot, some people dig the idea of being above other people. 
like truly do dig it. Like, well, don't talk. I mean, I've worked, worked in a, what you would call a mansion when I was a nanny in California briefly. And I was told after having been there for just a few weeks, honey, you know, don't talk to the help. Don't talk to the cleaning lady. Don't talk to the pool guy. Just don't. They come, they do their thing. Do not engage with them. Right. And I was like, I don't understand that. And it wasn't like, it was that thing. We don't, there is a line yeah. and you don't go below it. And that was one of those things. I mean, it was obvious in my mind. Okay, I'm already not, I don't have that way of thinking. That's a tough one for me to get around. And it's just natural. I don't, I don't know where I got it. I don't have any idea why I think that way. And that's why this kind of story and modern and current social events, you know, in the nation, in the world about religions and political views... It's so tricky that people will do like a John Wayne character, whereas you are with us or you're against what, us. What and was I the What was the that. organization that John Wayne? What was it called? Because it was it was hilarious in its in, in its title to me. It's I was like, like the American Motion Picture Association for the Betterment of American Society was it, yeah. or something. And I was like, like it was on the <laughs> wall at one point, and I was yeah. like, how can in those days? It, well, in those days. Somebody would walk in and go, oh, that is just hilarious. What the hell are you... But then, you know, some people are weak, I think. And they'll see like, oh, John Wayne yeah. and Hedda Hopper like, like that other and guy. Rock the, Hudson. The These guy. are people who are like promoting yeah. that. And I want to be in with the cool kids. Yeah, that's, so, there's yeah. a guy in this movie yes. who kind of crosses sides. Yeah. And, Edward yeah. G. Robinson. Yeah, Edward G. Robinson. Um, this... Trumbo, by Edgar, the way. sorry. If you don't know... Um, no, it's Edward, right? Somebody who doesn't know... Edward G. Robinson. Yeah. So Trumbo, um, if you don't know, he was responsible for writing some of the biggest movies of all time, you could say. Roman Holiday was one of the... Oh, it was one of the biggest Spartacus. Everybody knows Spartacus. Um, what was the other one? The really big one. The... Yeah. With the boy and with the, the boy, yeah. <laughs> some really big films that are that are still deemed as very important films, films that will live on. Films I don't know that, about that. Films that they, um, the Criterion people actually uh, preserved all three of those films. So well, they won Oscars. So yeah, I'm saying so. Um, he's he was not like some low grade writer. In fact, he wrote these really really awesome things. But in this movie, he also went to work for these. Because he couldn't, he had to kind of keep it under in the down low. This is what's interesting about this movie. He's on the blacklist, but he still needs to make a living. Make a living, so he's going to these, like the shitty studio. Well, the ones that crank out lots of movies. The ones that Just crank like out now, like B movies. Yeah, like uh, horror movies or you know those kind of things, like the things Spanguli would play. Yeah, not all of them. But I'm That's saying, like the like the low, like you said, like a cheap cowboy movie or you know. Spanguli doesn't play those. Don't even put no, it that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like this. This they are a low grade company that he goes to. The King Brothers. They were pinball machine. They made those King pinball machines, and then they wanted to make some more money, and they went off to make the movie th- movie stuff. It's like the sh- really low rent yeah, B movies movie studios of today. Same. Uh, all bad movies. Like it's it, it, they they don't care about the quality of the movies. And then when Trumbo comes to them and says, "I'll write you some scripts," I don't know if I'd say they're all bad, but. 
That's well, even he said they were all bad. I know, but I'm saying the, the owner subjective. of the company, Mr. King, said like, you know, we don't really care. We just want to make some money. Like, we don't care about the quality. But it's subjective. In fact, your quality might be too good for us. We can you just write it down? You know, don't do that Oscar stuff. Do make it less. But uh, how much was he earning? Like off these guys, mm-hmm. it was like like when you write Roman Holiday, you know, you get in Hollywood money. This he was getting like just you know a, a wad full of money on the table it shows you in the movie um and actually goes to prison for a year because of his crimes we did spoilers i guess we're telling you everything yeah <laughs> i you mean know. it's a real story but yeah it's a real story you can go and look up but for his crimes there's no crime no crimes go they all well they all go to prison for a year the only like, crime is that they were in contempt of congress or going they were basically being questioned by congress and refused to answer the questions yeah they were, to the congress satisfaction and then so you are then, because you can be in contempt of court and go to court or go to jail for that, that's what they want to do. And then they just for. all, you know, went to jail. How long was he in jail, do you remember? A year, it said. Yeah, but that girl went from little girl to big girl. I know, that's girl. what I thought, but it did say, he said he got a year. Like, when they did the thing, he said he, he was going to jail for a year. They had signs weird. up. So, I, and then when they came out, yeah, I was like, wow, that just seems longer than a year. Like, yeah. everybody grew up really quick. But I guess it, maybe it's that period of time where pe- kids shoot yeah, up. Yeah, but all of them did. Yeah. That was weird. Um... But yeah, he went to prison and... For an idea. Yeah. Let's not forget. For an idea that is different from the the people who have more power than he does. Mm -hmm. And who refuse to listen and understand and think about what the differences are. And then say, you know what? This is how... This is in an ideal kind of world. You take on the person's... The difference. Like, oh, okay, well, you believe everyone needs to be more equal and pay needs to go up for the working class and rich people should pay more taxes. I mean, these are all things we hear all the time, even now in our politics. Okay, as your government, we hear what you're saying. And you know what? We're going to take two or three of these things and see what we can do. The rest of it, we have to think about the big picture. We have to think about blah, blah, blah. And that's, but instead of that, this is how it is. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm just like a door just shuts right in front of you, like a Star Trek door. Boom, that's it. You're done. Like, I do not understand that way of thinking. It boggles. I think about it. I was raised in that, where there is no way to think except my way. Yeah, my father is a very. I mean, he's quite. He's intelligent. You know, he's he's a thinker. It's he's probably like the John feeler. Wayne type of guy. But he, I don't know for sure, but he absolutely has brought with him the closed up ideas from the 40s, 50s, 60s, the the closest minds you could think of, in my opinion. And that's it. Like, there is no, like, (laughs) and I have no idea how I, my brain's just wired different, I guess, but it doesn't make sense to me. Talking about the movie, uh, not the story, the actual movie, how it was made. I really liked how this movie looked. It was very, like, how I think of that period. It's like a a kind of a glamorized version of it or some kind of sentimental version of that period. Uh, This movie actually has some scenes where they show you them filming old films. And they use, like, the old... They make the sound go all crackly and they use the... Um, you know, black and white, four by three. It wasn't quite convincing, but... No, it was quite cool, but there was one scene where it was awesome, where they were in the court, and they were talking, and the it all went to mono sound coming out of the front speaker, and it squashed to four by three. And as Trumbo was talking, 
it's subtly got started going yeah. into color and then the the screen started growing to the full size and then the surround sound started kicking in of the court and i was like wow that's a real it's a subtle thing that they did like that you don't notice it's kind of happening as it's happening and uh, i really appreciated that I, I thought that was a really cool shot i, I thought it was such a cool shot i, I said I bet they're going to use that in a trailer or something and then we watched yeah. two things and they showed it in both of them yeah. so yeah i like the filmmaking it was a uh, yes it's romanticized very um but it really captured that period to me. Like, you know, I know quite a lot about the period, you know, that period. I mean, you weren't there, but... No, but... <laughs> yeah. It felt right. Like, it, it, was an, it was a really well-made film. Like, you know, this is up for, obviously, Oscar-nominated. Um, it's not up for Best Picture, funnily enough. Don't know if it is Best Picture. No, I know, but I'm saying it's not even up for Best Picture. Um, Why is that surprising? I, always, I, I would think a movie like this would, you know, it's about... Hollywood. Yeah, it's but about, then it, you'd have to find a reason for every movie to be up for Best Picture. No, it's about Hollywood. It's a, you know, a movie that reminisces on Hollywood, like, uh, of the past. Um, but it's got a bit of a scandal in it. It's, it seems right up there for a Best Picture kind of movie to me. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I'm surprised it's not up for Best Picture. But what is up for Best Picture are some, um, for Best something, uh, some of the actors... So uh, let's go on to the actors. Brian Cranston is the star of this movie. I don't know even if we've mentioned it up to this point. He plays Dalton Trumbo. I said to you before this movie, mm-hmm. what do you think of Brian Cranston? And your reply was? He's okay. He's fine. And I, I've i always liked him. <laughs> That's because you fell in love with Breaking Bad. Don't be delusional. Yeah, I, didn't, I've never, yeah. I never watched Malcolm in the Middle. It's not my kind exactly. of movie. Exactly. And that was the only thing other than maybe I mean, two sure. or three other movies that we've seen him in. So your only reference really yeah. is Breaking Bad. This this yeah. is the best performance he's ever done. For me, anyway. I've ne- it, I said to you, it's, it's, like, it's like he went away and, and Trumbo's there. It's not to me. I'm not watching a Brian Cranston thing. Is he changed everything? Is is the way he stands? Is in the character, fully. Like he's not. Oh, I'm just Brian Cranston, and here's like, and how. And half who does that? Some people do do that, don't they? <laughs> yes. Um, yes. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. Louis C.K. is not the greatest actor in the world. So his thing is, you're watching Louis C.K. Yeah, exactly. Like, give his own the character's personal. Close to him. And his character is yeah. his own personal views, pretty much, not fully. But somebody who wants to think different. No. So, Brian Cranston, he, he impress, I was impressed the entire time. Yeah. I was like, wow. Turn me around. Yeah. This, you know, when they say, oh, you know, some actors have a role that they just fall into. This one, it was excellent. Um, Diane Lane plays his wife, Cleo. I really like Diane Lane. I think she's super classy and she does a great job. And you of- I don't feel like I see her that much. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, she's, she's- Superman's aunt. Mother, yeah, whatever. like sparingly um, used in movies. Like she doesn't do tons of movies, but um, she's super classy and very. She gives you everything that that wife needed to be. Like yeah. she's kind of blindly in love with him, and yet she points out to him at some point. Yeah, you are gonna have to choose between how you deal. You know, I love you. However, like. Cause he I'm does... laying down the law for you here. <laughs> like you might think I'm a pushover and you can do whatever you want, but you cannot. And I really like because that. he does. He is kind of difficult. Yeah, and she portrays a wife who is in it. That's it. She loves him, and this is our family, and this is how we're doing it. But in very subtle, like you said, ways of I don't know. I just found her really elegant and 
Yeah, perfect for that role. Perfect supporting role. Helen Mirren plays Hedda Hopper, <laughs> and she's like the anti-Trumbo. Like she's she's like a, she's the conservative. She's she going was to like expose Perez. Perez help. What's his name? Yeah, she's like a gossip columnist. Yes, that's all she. Yeah. Well, she was a big star in her day, and then right. she went on to be a gossip columnist. But people but listen kind of to bitchy, her. snotty, snide, and she's part of that association we were talking about, and. She'll just ruin, like, she wants yep. to ruin them, like, you know, by just writing about them. And how powerful the, the written word is. Because she'll say something. Or, I wouldn't give her credit for that. I mean, she's just a big mouth. Basically. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. she, that's, but, but she's powerful because she can, when she, for instance, when she talks to that movie executive, yeah. like, she can, things can happen in Hollywood because of her. And uh, I think she played it well. She, was, she played like, it very well. And I wonder what her views are. Yeah, on this topic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Louis C.K., who's. That's one of my favorite comedians. <laughs> I, I love his show, Louie. It's fantastic if you've not seen it. But he plays Alan Hurd in this movie. Um, and I said to you, there are scenes where he's talking to him and it's awesome. But yeah, he is being Louie. <laughs> yeah. Like it, like I feel like um, he's Trumbo. Brian Cranston is being another person. Louis C.K. is just Louis C.K. in a different outfit. To me. <laughs> yeah. But there are some good scenes. Yeah. Like... Like, it wasn't like, oh, Louis C.K.'s in the movie, so let's just put him in the background. No, there were some pivotal scenes with him. And, you know, there's a big thing that happens with him. Because he represents the more... If Cranston's character was the Louis C.K. of his mind, yeah, that would be more dangerous to the people because he, Louis C.K. character, character thinks you shouldn't be a wealthy guy. Right. You shouldn't get millions of dollars for being the writer. Everyone should get the same. Now, yeah. that was his... I mean, that's the platform. That's the very basics of... And I, I actually equal. do want to put propaganda into the movies. Yep, and exactly. I will do it. Like Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, he was more extreme. Um, and a few of the others were... Like, like I'm saying, it's the story about Trumbo, but he's almost like the most mild of them all. <laughs> From what we are yeah. given, yeah. Um, Ellie Fanning plays Nikki Trumbo, who's one of the three children of the Trumbos. The grown version. <laughs> yeah, the grown yeah. version of the... She's good. She's really good too, yeah. Um, that scene where, you know, yep. where, where the dad comes to... Yep, uh, very good. Um, she's like him, let's say, a little bit. You know, she has she her own She works mind. in the civil rights movement, because yeah. it's now we're up to the 60s. She wants when, to make yeah. her own decisions, and they might not necessarily be what people think are right. Uh the asshole people. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone thinks the other guy's the asshole. Just John Goodman <laughs> plays John Goodman plays Frank King. He's like a, a guy that Trumbo goes to work for from the lesser movie studio. Uh, what did you think of him? I'm not a huge John Goodman fan, and this didn't change my mind. This is a very John Goodman part. Yep. Like if I was making this movie and I was casting, and I was like, "Yeah, we need that guy." I would think of John I mean, Goodman. Just a loud brash. Yeah, a loud brash. A presence kind of guy, like, and, and that's how I see him. Mm. And he really fits that role, but I don't necessarily go, oh, he's awesome. Like, some people no. are in awe of him, aren't they, all the time? Like, uh, Kevin Smith, he's in awe of John Goodman. You know? Kevin Smith is not a good judge. No, but, but I, he does fit in that role. Oh, I didn't tell you, just to interrupt you. I was at the grocery store and overheard two managers or somebody talking. And all I heard, I heard the tail end of Jason Mewes. And the other guy goes, who? And he goes, Jason Mewes, you know. Who? No. And then I heard him <laughs> say, you know, Jay and Silent Bob. Kevin Smith? 
And as I'm walking away, I'm realizing the other person had no, no clue what he was talking about. So when you think the people of, because Kevin Smith is, you know, director of several movies, and in your mind, kind of, Everybody well, of course it. everyone would know, yeah. but this is a young guy as well. He was talking to maybe a 20 year old, no clue. Right. Like, no clue. He just kept going, like, I don't. <laughs> and the manager guy was like, our age. So that kind of explained that. So I think John Goodman did a good job in this movie. And he's. It's fine. It's quite it's obvious. Okay. <laughs> it's really obvious casting. It's so obvious. Like, it's. You it's know. not obvious to me. I don't agree with you on that. But You don't think that's obvious? I, you uh-uh. would, would you have chosen? And there's loads of people. It could be anybody. I, d- I absolutely just think he really, anybody. He absolutely fits in that part. But. Um, in yeah. fact, if, if Cranston wasn't the main guy, he could have been that guy. One thing I did uh, think about this movie, just going off topic for a second, um, why, you know, it's rated R. It doesn't seem to me like it needs to be an R-rated movie. Like, I, I, I feel like it's, there's nothing really offensive in it. I don't know. I didn't notice. Well, it's an R-rated movie, um, and you didn't notice. Did they say the F word a few times? It very, it wasn't I mean, like an it goes F- over the number, then they have to make it an R. Yeah, I guess it, that's what it was. Because there's no nudity or any. Mm-hmm. I mean, anything. Oh, it's the ideas. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is it the ideas? Are <laughs> no, they too adult? They would like... have, it'd be the F word if it's in there enough times. Yeah, that's. Yeah, so it's not rated R like so, some raunchy no. thing. It's nothing like that. Um, Michael Stubb. Oh, he's also doing a little bit of drugs. Yeah. Takes amphetamines. Yeah, but very. Yeah, but I think that's one of the things. And Michael Stuhlberg plays Edward G. Robinson, who I really liked. Mm-hmm. I think the makeup, they did some weird makeup on him. I don't know. Do you know what Edward G. Robinson looks like? Yeah, like that guy, right, with the makeup. Oh, really? <laughs> I thought John Wayne looked nothing like John Wayne in this movie, right? I didn't um, see a resemblance at all. Kind of. I mean, this kind of thicker neck. But they didn't uh, try to, well, no. actually Kirk Douglas, I thought, looked pretty Kirk Douglasy, but... Kind of. Yeah. There, there are some, like, Kirk Douglas is not in this movie. There's a guy playing Kirk Douglas, but it's it really plays... It's like on the... What right we on, think we know about these people yeah. is what they... They play up on the the things, like the caricatures yeah. of what we know of them. Yeah, so... um, ev- He doesn't say like, hey, pilgrim, nothing no. like that. <laughs> he doesn't saunder around. No, but it, it you instantly know... Oh, that, when you say, oh, that's John Wayne in there, you're like, okay, you got a certain preconceived idea about everybody haven't you you seem i mean we all do like we've seen what's your preconceived idea about john wayne i would think he is like my from what i've heard about him was similar to the way they portrayed him mm-hmm. you know he's Just very a- man's man conservative you know working man kind of thing it's not a working man he's a Fucking Hollywood star who made loads Make, of money. You know, I mean, working man as in making the, you know, making the dough, like, you know, provide for the family. Similar to a Ronald Reagan character. I don't know about that. That's elevating them a bit. Who else was in it? Ronald Reagan? He was the real Ronald Reagan. Yeah. They just showed clips they showed of a his. Clip, yeah. yeah. So uh, this is directed by Jay Roach. And I said to you, I was thinking, oh, Jay Roach has probably made loads of Oscar nominated type movies. And I looked at what he'd made. And he actually made the Austin Powers trilogy, or quadrilogy. There's four of them, right? And he made Meet the Parents uh, trilogy. So, yeah, he's used to making comedies. And like we just said earlier, didn't we? This is kind of a comedy in parts. It's kind of... It's not really a comedy, no. But it's got humour. Yeah. And lightheartedness about it. 
Otherwise, you just want to kill everybody. Yeah, in spite of its serious <laughs> thing, it yeah. does have some light-hearted stuff where you're like, oh, yeah, that's quite funny. There's a lot of funny stuff that people say. But, yeah, it's not a laugh-out-loud comedy. No. But, um, yeah, it's different to what he normally makes. What did you think uh, of... I like the way it looked, the movie, and I like the way... I mean, I think it's fairly generic. I think it was quite honest. detailed, though. The it's very detailed, it. but I don't know if that's down to the director necessarily. It's got a good, all the lighting and the looks of the sets, all that's good. But that, you know, you never know if that's the director. It's very generic. There's nothing stylized about it. There's nothing. There's a lot of just wide shots, two shots, one shots. It's very static. There's not. There's not a lot of movement or anything. Which is, I'm not. No, I'm not it's right for that. this I'm movie. I'm just saying. Right? Yeah, I'm just yeah. saying. There's no stamp of design or directing on here Why? To, to me. What, one of the problems with um, the Oscar season and the Oscar-nominated movies such as this one and the next two that we'll be looking at is the studios rush these out onto Blu-ray, you know, so they can get them out in time for the Oscars or just after the Oscars as a ceremony has happened, which is in two weeks. So, unfortunately, you don't get any extras. And this movie, I feel, needed some extras about the real person and, like, even a little documentary about the real thing. How much this was elaborated on just to make an interesting movie. I would like to know more about the real guy. Obviously, you can go online and read about that, but because they rush these movies out because people want to see them when the Oscars are coming around, they don't tend to have any extras. So there are some extras, two extras, but I would call them trailers. <laughs> yes. It's like two versions of a trailer of this movie with some talking heads interspersed. Definitely. They're really, Something really you'd short. see on HBO between movies. One last two minutes, one last five minutes. They tell or you, you know what else? Like when you go to the movie theater? And yeah. They do, and upcoming, on, this, this, yeah. this, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah so it's, there's nothing in terms of like, if you want to delve deep on this film and listen to the director talk and all that, you ain't going to get it in this version. So, um... In conclusion, on Trumbo, I really enjoyed it. Um, it's a very fascinating subject. Like last week, Bridge of Spies. I was fascinated and gripped by it. And the same with this. I was like, you know, where is this going? I hate the idea of it. <laughs> Somebody, like... And then, you know, there was moments where I was like, he's actually in prison. Like, what the hell? <laughs> like, like, he didn't do anything. Like... He didn't do anything. He thought something. He didn't try and, and make somebody did, else think something. Didn't follow all the rules. Right. I mean, he did try to make it, but that's what I was saying before. You all, you do try to make other people see your point of view. I mean, they do. They're handing the pamphlets out. Not that just is. that, but I mean, there had to have been other times and other conversations. Yeah. That's what you do. That's what we all do, good for better or worse. Whether I'm the worst horrible human being in the world or I'm like somebody who wants to save the planet, I am going to try really hard to convince you. To at least think about what I'm saying, look at what I'm saying, and maybe have you join me in the way. That's just what people do. So I'm convinced he probably did that. Like they just didn't betray it a lot. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I think so. I think maybe to make him more likable to you. Yes. I yeah. I feel like they, they worked hard to make him not villainous. Yeah. Exactly. So you don't go, oh no, he deserves. To yeah. Go to, because yeah. there are people who, you know, I used to know a dude lived with him actually long many years ago, another lifetime ago, who was. One of those people who thinks there are conspiracies and the government's trying to poison everybody and they're trying to make, you know, that. And he truly thinks that. And he will go on and on. And he's severe about it. And it's not likable. Yeah. Like, it is, it is, unless you are of his mind or you're of that type of severity, 
and you can argue really hardcore with him, it is not likable. You make He looks like a crotchety old man, even when he wasn't, you know what I mean? So I think they kind of subtracted. They did show you a couple scenes, like yeah. in the tub, you know, but... Um, yeah, so, um, yeah. Now, I, my word, every every week I have to assign one of my five words. True. And this one is inspiring. Now, maybe not because the movie itself riles you, riles me up to, like, you know, take a stand in any political way. But it's inspiring in a way that I think about all the people in the whole planet who've ever existed and ever will, who see the dif- a different way of thinking or doing things than is all around them. And they are either brave enough or blind enough or stupid enough, whatever, however you look at it, to speak up regardless of the consequences. Because the consequences of everything you do, when you are the only one swimming upstream against the flow, it can be, it can be difficult. You know, it, not just a little bit difficult, but a lot difficult. True. I'm the only one who doesn't watch Friends at work and everyone thinks I'm an idiot. Like, how can you not watch Friends? I mean, that's a stupid little nothing example. And yet, it could peck away at a person enough that they go buy all the Friends DVDs and catch up so they know what the hell they're talking about when they say Rachel and and him were on a break. You know what I mean? Like, you feel like you're an outsider. Yeah. And for all the people who move that aside and still stick to their convictions or do their best to just live their life, even if it's not in line with everybody else's rules... And they're not hurting anybody. That inspires me to think that's it's worth it. Because like if all you're doing is go along with all the other fucking design of life that somebody else decided for you, what's the point? Why even stay alive? Like why bother being a whole individual person if you can't say and think your own thing? You know, that that inspires me to be like, yep. I mean, that's a big order for a movie to do, but the whole story does it. Because a lot of people, and they pointed out at the end of the movie, not just Hollywood writers and shit. I mean, it's still to this day, and it was during World War II, and it, during this period, everybody from the plumbers and house builders and people in offices, that if anyone got a whiff that you might not think right you could get fired and without explanation, you know, civil rights and, and workers' rights have come a long way since then. But it was easy to destroy somebody's career and their business, like ostracize people. If a grocery store owner didn't agree with something political, then you could, everybody could ban, you know, say nobody's going to your store and, you know. And then if someone continues to just be themselves and they brave it, I think that's pretty inspiring. Yep. So, uh, yeah, we both liked the movie, and good luck to this movie and the Oscars. <laughs> be, be pretty, in, you know. I don't know. It's all equal to me, I'll be honest. So, well, no, sometimes there's movies that, are in, that go up for Oscars. I mean, if they've them. gone through the system enough, through that political system of their own, to get where they are, then they're all kind of equal, really. So, thank you to Universal for the Blu-ray. Next week's Blu-ray review will also be an Oscar-nominated movie, Spotlight. We'll be looking at that next week. Uh, if you want to enter a contest to win Dust Till Dawn Season 2 on Blu-ray, which is off-topic completely on these movies, uh, you know, that's like a movie that... The, that's like one that the King Brothers would have made back in <laughs> no, the day. No, it isn't. Yeah, well, it is it like a schlock kind of movie, right? Like a... I don't think so. It isn't like a trombo, is it? It's like a... I don't know what it's you like mean. A King Kong, have you seen though. any of the movies that he wrote that won awards? I don't know that they're any better. Yeah, I've seen uh, Spartacus. It was amazing. It's not better than Dust Till Dawn. Uh, 
it's, I, it's not. No, I, I, no, I think I, you're brainwashed. I think it is. doesn't make it better just because it's bigger and epic and of its time telling a story that has been told a bazillion times about a guy who rises up against a big system. All right, so if you want to win a, a <laughs> copy of From Dust to Dawn Season 2, directed by Robert Rodriguez in his own little studio, um, you can uh, win one. So um, you go to aschoolie.com slash contest. Movie recommendations for this week. I am going on the theme of this movie, Capote, which is an awesome um, story, true story of a person mm-hmm. like this is, uh, played by Philip Seymour Hoffman. And uh, it was also up for Oscars and won, I believe. Great movie. It was good. Uh, and the other one is Argo, because that one uh, takes a look. You know, it's odd looking the Hollywood system. Like, it's a it's a real true story, Argo. Based on a true story. Of they they, <laughs> because of a hostage situation, Hollywood they get the FBI get Hollywood involved to make to go and make this fake movie or pretend they're making this movie to try and rescue these hostages. Uh, and that sounds like a movie, but that's actually a true story yeah. made into a movie. So Argo and Capote for me. And mine are going in line with the system for 2016, which is to list all the movies that I have been able to list that I've ever seen from my spreadsheet list. I'm still in the numbers because, as we all know, spreadsheets sort the numbers to the top. So right now we're at... 25th Hour, which you didn't particularly love. It's Spike Lee, Edward Norton. Um, nope. 28 Days, which we both really, really like. I mean, I really which like Which one is that, 28 Days? 28 Days is the first one. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm wrong. 28 Days is Sandra 28 Bullock. 28 Days is Sandra Bullock. The next one is 28 Days Later. 28 Days is Sandra Bullock. <laughs> yeah. What was that about? Uh, recovery. Going to recovery. Like yeah. drug abuse. I don't remember drug loving it. So. I agree. I'm wrong. Mm. 28 Days Later. Yeah. That one we both yeah. like. <laughs> that and twenty eight weeks later, yeah, twenty eight days later just kind of rocks your zombie world a little bit. When it you was see before it the zombie time. films had become like before we had loads of zombie films. It was like one of the oh, wasn't there was loads of zombie films before that? I mean, it there just... were zombie films back in the seventies and eighties. There were some, yeah, and then zombies like now we're at saturation point yep. of zombies, right? It was before Saturation Point of Zombies, so it felt kind of, whoa, this is... Plus, they did a new take on zombies. Yes, not zombies, right? They're just infected. Yeah. (laughs) And you hadn't really seen zombies uh, infected that come at you like that. It was just vicious. It's British, so it's got a certain style about it that's kind of harsh and stark and raw. And 28 Weeks Later is the follow-up to it, so... 28 Days Later is the guy wakes up. And this sounds this is going to sound familiar to Walking Dead fans. Yes, yeah, just, just like it. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> and I don't know which came first, but uh, he no, wakes up in the hospital first. all alone, not knowing what the hell's going on, and then proceeds to realize that all of London and how, doesn't know for sure what else has all fallen to the infection. And then 28 Days Later came first, and then when they started doing the Walking Dead comics, they were big fans of the, that movie. Right. And it was like an homage to it, that beginning part. So what would happen if you took an American sheriff instead of a British guy? And he, and he wakes up in hospital, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah oh, well, well, actually, the American sheriff who wakes up is a British guy. He is, but he's not. <laughs> I bet a lot of people don't know that. Yeah. So that's mine. 25th hour, 28 days, 28 days later, 28 weeks later. I'm right. still in the twos. 
Alright, games and A-Scully stuff. I've been playing one game this week, Black Ops 3 on the PC. It's Call of Duty. I installed it back on my PC. That is not the only game you've been playing. Is it not? No. Well, I'll still play. Every time I get up to go to the toilet while we're watching TV, oh, I'm playing a you game revert on back to your little an, cooking game. Android. I don't even know what it's <laughs> called. It's not cooking. Cooking one. Frenzy, it's called, on, yeah, the, so on don't, Android. Don't pretend you don't play that little game. I do play that game quite a lot. I like it. Yeah, you will even say, I'm going to sit here because I need to do some cooking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a new level. Oh, I just opened my bakery or I just it's, opened my... <laughs> it's one of those um, time management games, as they call them, where you have to serve all the customers quickly. And then you get points and money and then you buy more for your restaurant. It's kind of... Time management games, that's what they call. You've played one before. Uh-huh. Diner, diner something. Burger... Burger town. Yeah. Burger shop. Burger shop. Yep. Yeah, they're not new. But well, there's a new one on Android called Cooking Frenzy. Yeah, I have played that. I mean, you could say Plants vs. Zombies, but that's also, what's that called? Defend the Castle kind of game or whatever? Yeah, it's Tower Defense. That's the actual... But you also have to, yeah, you know, involve you, your involved. You're, you're protecting something yeah. with units. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I do play that Cooking Frenzy. <laughs> it's free and it's on Android. I'm, I'm probably on iPad as well. Uh, but the main game I've been playing on my PC is uh, Black Ops 3, which is a Call of Duty game. Uh, I installed it on my PC and um, it's Call of Duty. It's not really anything. Call of Duty's got to like a stale point. Saturation point? Yeah, it really has. Like, you know, how how big of a fan of Call of Duty am I? Have, is, I was a Call of Duty widow for many years. Is there any Call of Duty <laughs> game I've never played? No, I've played every single one of them. It was this at around 7 p.m. When I walk in the door, we have supper, you're going to play Call of Duty for three hours with your friends. Yeah. And that was it. There was no getting around it. And in the middle of the day, and for first thing when you wake up, oh, I might as well go in for a little bit. So, yeah. But this isn't it. a bad Call of Duty game. It's just, I think we've had just too many Call of Duties. It's like, it's something I hope never happens with Star Wars when we keep getting a movie every single year. You know, we get to the point where we go, oh, I don't even want to see this Star Wars film now. That's cause... how you feel about Star Wars? No, I'm saying I hope that never happens with Star Wars, right? Because they're making one every single year now for the next seven, eight years. I don't want to reach that fifth year and go, oh. I don't think you will. You know? It can happen, though. You just have to be careful, don't you? When you're doing something every single year like that. Uh, And the other thing is I won a contest this week. um, A sweepstakes thing online. So um, I don't want to advertise the site or anything. I won a contest online on a site. Um, so where I always think people never win anything, right? Whenever you see a contest, do you ever hear anybody who wins anything? Do you ever? Do your friends ever say, "I just want a washing machine," or no. "I just want a car or a TV"? But every day, don't you make see, it sound like you want a car. What I'm saying is, every day you see um, a contest saying, "Win a car, win a TV, win a." You know, if you look around, there's contests everywhere for everything. I, you never know anybody who wins one. You never win one yourself. This week I won one. I didn't win a car. <laughs> <laughs> but I won a new tablet, which is a cool... It's amazing. Yeah, a really cool... Um, it's a Asus ZenPad 8. So it's a brand new, cutting-edge, state-of-the-art, 2K screen tablet. Um, and I actually won it. And I won it, and they shipped it to me the same day. Well, they shipped it out the same day. It took a few days for me to get it. But I got it today... I'm super impressed. Um, so let, let's be say, I want to say, contests and stuff online, maybe you see a contest on Twitter, or you even see our site, we're giving away some Blu-rays. People win those things, it's, it, enter those contests, because you might I mean, win. be careful. 
Because sometimes yeah, entering a contest means you just give don't them... Don't pay any money or anything. And don't put any details. No. I mean, if you can even have a separate email If you enter account. one of my contests, for instance, where we give away Blu-rays all the time, all I require is you um, put your email address. Right. Because I need to contact you. But I don't recommend, if you're going to enter a bunch of contests, don't even use your regular email I, address. I have a separate one. You do. But yeah. what you're saying to other people is you can use your email address because I'm not a scammer. But your site looks just like any other site. Right. There's nothing locked down about it, nothing that looks secure about it or anything. Email address is no big deal. But... I think if you're going to go enter contests, definitely make up a separate email address completely. If you need to go make a Gmail account or something that you're going to use just for that, that has no ties to you. Don't put any personal information in it. Nothing. And you can do that these days. You can do just a plain old blank email address somewhat. You can use Yahoo, Hotmail, whatever. And then exclusively use that. Don't ever put your phone number. Don't ever put your credit card details. No. Don't put your name if you can avoid it. If all they want is your email address, and then on the email address account, try very hard to put the minimal, if you can put your first and last initials. What I'm saying to you is, if you go to a website that looks like yours, it's not like a big corporate website or anything, it could be anybody. It could be absolutely anybody, and all they're wanting is a list of email addresses, and then they'll go start researching you, and they'll look you up on Facebook and Tumblr. No contest will ever ask for your address. Sure they do. No, they do they don't ask for your address until you win. No, then I've they seen want to loads of them that when you're entering, it well, asks then, for all that, that. Then that's a bit dodgy, usually. Right, or even if it's not dodgy, just be prepared to skip it or put all fake information except for your email address, and that way if they have to contact you through your second email address. But an email address can lead a person who's decided they're going to hone in on you to a lot of information about you. Because you will have put your main email address out into the world a lot. You probably have put it on all your accounts. It could be on your Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, all that stuff. Pinterest, right? Because a lot of people, that's how you, that's what you put on when you sign up for all this shit. Somebody can easily go, well, if mine is Sid Talk, they can look up Sid Talk and find me on a lot of sites. And then dig around and figure out stuff about me. So I don't disagree with entering contests, but contests are also a trap. So be very, very, very cautious. And I say, people do win contests. I won a $300. This <laughs> was a $300 prize. So that's pretty good. And all it is. It is. is but it. it also is like... I didn't honey, even have to answer a question. There's also a honeypot out there looking for you to give them all kinds of data that they just want to use against you. Yeah, so win, I'm saying. <laughs> that's my message and yours Mine is... is be careful. Yeah. I, I just say, enter anything you can and win. No. So, um, what is for dinner, Sid Talk? Tonight will be gluten-free pasta with some cooked up zucchini and mushroom Yum. stuff. Sauce, maybe, but mostly just tossed in there with the pasta. I think that sounds pretty good. And maybe one of the veggie burgers. I've got some various different kinds. And, and so. your advice is? My advice is, and this goes along with what we've already been saying, that... I mean, maybe you've never thought about this, but think about why people do promote that idea that you're either with me or you're against me. Why? I think it's because they're too lazy or they're too afraid, they're too chicken shit to think about that there's a gray area between what I believe and what you believe. That there is no, you know, we're humans. This is nature. This is the universe. There is no, like... There's no line between me and a person who believes in a god. 
because that person's whole life led them to what they believe. I'm hoping, but some people are kind of blindly follow. follow but And there's a whole bunch of reasons why I think what I think. Hmm. There isn't just, boom, we've just hit, you're, you're wrong and I'm right. <laughs> and that's it. And the reason that they don't, that they won't go past that attitude, if it's your parent or your husband or your wife or your boss, they're just chicken shit or they're lazy or maybe they're not very smart. You know, they're not smart enough to dig around and contemplate and have a conversation or a discussion to take to take in all the stuff that's coming from the opposition and then be able to sort it out and say, you know what, I still believe what I believe. You can give me all the information you want. I've thought about it. I've done my research about it. And you know what, I still, I'm going back to my own, I'm going to sit back and you know, I'm still a Christian or I'm still not a Christian or I'm still a communist or I'm still a, I still believe in capitalism. Or you might take your capitalistic belief and go, you know what, I can kind of tweak it because now I've had some different ideas that make sense Hmm. and maybe I'll incorporate that. You know, you don't have to subtract what you think. It's not like you've got all these bits and bytes of information in your brain. And if someone tries to introduce something different or new that it pushes out, it's not like a full bookshelf where as you load up one end, all the books fall off the other end. It doesn't work that way. You can build more bookshelves in your brain, right? And you can have it all and think about it all and then come to a conclusion. Maybe it incorporates a lot of different things. Maybe you still go back to your black and white attitude, but at least you've thought about it. And the other person, and then you're not that person who thinks that just because I don't vote the way you vote doesn't mean I'm anti you or anti American. Like you just, it doesn't make any sense. True. So I don't know if that's any advice in there, but. All right. So. <laughs> it's commentary. Running good editorial. Advice. <laughs> Let me uh, remind you about our website, aschoolie.com, sito.com. You can catch us on Twitter and Facebook. You can catch this podcast. Just go to aschoolie.com slash podcast. You can subscribe there. On iTunes, Stitcher. Stitcher still haven't fixed the issue, by the way. Mm-hmm. So please go to aschoolie.com slash podcast. Or use the iTunes uh, app. Or use the RSS feed. Or listen to it on the page. Just go to aschoolie.com. A-S-C-U-L-L-Y.com. You can go to uh, aschoolie.com to send me an email. Don't send Sid Talk an email. And she will never put her email into a contest. <laughs> Not true. But I will be very careful. Um, and you can also, I will also say, stay classy, Mr. Brian Cranston. This is easily the best performance he's given. And also, did you want to wish your wife a happy Valentine's Day? Yes, happy Valentine's Day to all the ladies of the world and oh. you. Oh, and me. Thanks, I'm lumped in. <laughs> a Scully is anti-Valentine's Day. Just so I'm not anti-Valentine's <laughs> Day. You are. No. If it didn't exist, it would be fine. Yes. Okay. Okay, you're not anti, you're just neutral. Yeah, I'm like Trumbo. I don't want to <laughs> buy into that. I have my own ideas. And I'm very neutral too. I, I have my own really ideas. <laughs> Someone else designed it. Doesn't yeah. mean I have to go along with it. And I'm going to say, think for yourselves. Or someone will do it for you. 